Hi, I'm Sam Civarella, and I'm the Artistic Associate at It's Personal. Today, I'm sitting down with Andy Quintana, a seasoned It's Personal performer, back for another round of storytelling in our survival show. Andy's going to talk about survival during the pandemic, beyond the pandemic, and even some things that happened to him before the pandemic. It's a pandemic frenzy. Enjoy the interview. Let's get personal. Good God, you're hairy. Sasquatch City, no doubt about it. I still wonder if women love that rugged bearded look and all men not named Chris Hemsworth. Since this event began, I've lived in the shadows almost like Endgame Thor. Staying at home, playing games, gaining weight, and overall, and overall having the time of my life. Seriously, I have. And as I look down from Asgard, it occurs to me of all the numerous ways humans can come up with to kill time within their homes. So many 30-day challenges littered throughout the stories I witnessed. Many choosing to complete puzzles, baking bread, partaking in online exercise courses, Zooming with others for conference calls or reading film scripts. Some decide to take up new skills to prepare for the upcoming battle once those doors are at last unlocked. Unlocked. You know, I, would never, would have, I never would have even dreamed of how much life could be closed away so suddenly. I can recall working my then studio job, using my free time, training my body and acting skills, all the while awaiting the chance to share my growing up story to an audience. Then the scares came, the doors closing, the masks covering, and the dread of uncertainty looming far into the far horizon. You know, whenever a time arrived where I needed to step up to solve a problem, I would do so independently with as little disruption of my life as possible. I've come to gradually realize how much those bright, shining days are long gone. Because this was beyond my power to control. The only emotion I could conjure is retreating back into my chamber, shutting my doors and myself from the outside, and wishing I shouldn't have just gone for the head. I became involved in a deepening internal struggle each time whenever I awakened and fell back to sleep. My mind planted these purple toxic seeds, roots sprouting into my grief and fear, nurturing potentially false scenarios of being forgotten by people, resenting so many who intended to inject positivity in the wake of this catastrophe. The only solution I allied to myself was in not participating in the lives that I've come to know. I felt so useless to myself useless to so many, and have accepted this new normalcy of this lonely yet familiar reality. And as I hid within my darkness, some of my close comrades have sent in letters and messages of goodwill, hoping for my good health and safety. Knowing how much I resented and kept away from so many of them, I felt even more shame for this creature I've allowed to flourish. One of the messages contained a home-baked mini bunt cake, which what I can only presume was made from scratch chocolate fudge. Mm. Mm. No doubt the taste confirmed this dish to be created out of love from a real legitimate place of warmth. I can only sit and face this confection, teary-eyed to this obvious lifeline to my sinking ship. 
I was able to uproot, able to uproot those toxic seeds from my mind, thus proving something I've ignored for so long. I have always mattered in this world. And how could something so small have so much meaning? If you asked Thor when he raised his arm, he was unsure if his hammer would appear. I was unsure if any of my friends would appear. He was in such depressive pain about the past. He felt he didn't even deserve anything he achieved. He didn't deserve to be himself. When his hammer appeared before him, such a tidal wave of relief swept upon him. And like his hammer and my mini bundt cake, we both confirmed that our lives and who we were as people are worthy. And you are worthy too. And the way I see how things will open up, it's gonna be like Endgame where the portals will open up and I'll see my brother and he'll stay on your left. My goodness, you matched my pitch perfectly. I like that movie, Pitch Perfect. I'm, I'm, oh, Anna Kendrick. Oh, if you're listening to this, I'm, never mind. And Andy, you know she is. You know she is. I know, she's so funny. Oh my God, I love her so much. Listen, Anna, if you're hearing this, Andy would like for you to come do an It's Personal show. Uh, We would too. Let's go. Um, For the listeners at home, you can't see what I'm seeing, but Andy is making our spirits bright. He is wearing his Super Mario Santa hat. I had to. Uh, What made you you choose a Mario uh, Santa hat? Because Mario is my thing. It's like a huge part of my life. And uh, just a quick little story. The third game in the original series is my favorite. And what's funny is that it might have told me that I was supposed to be an actor because the first thing you see when you turn it on is a curtain come up. Like play, That's so, so it's kind of like, I, I I literally just figured that out like during this time like in COVID I was like because I had a lot of self reflection. <laughs> so <laughs> we're definitely gonna talk about a lot of it too in this interview. Oh for sure. I feel like your oh I feel like your whole piece was a uh, a self reflection, but we're gonna jump into that in a minute. I rewatched the whole virtual show because. Oh my God, it was virtual. Your, it's your sixth It's Personal show. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, In four you. years, this is your sixth show. Like, congratulations, <laughs> sir. Thank you very much. And so this was your sixth show, and it's your first show, all of ours, virtual. What would you say were some different things from moving from theater rehearsal, being in a theater, and then suddenly you're rehearsing your piece, literally solo performance? (laughs) It meant that I have to be on top of my game because I couldn't say that I didn't have any time to work on it because, no, it's like I actually had plenty of time to work on it. (laughs) So I was like, and I can't say... I couldn't find parking to get to rehearsal. I was like, no, you're literally at your house, so you can't do that. That's the funny part. Uh, I I say it was different because it's like I was going through just ups and downs, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who was experiencing like a lot of lows just because of how the world's going. And there was times where I, I it was a little difficult for me to write 
because there are some days where it's like I I don't feel like doing anything. I just feel like just staying in bed, feeling how I'm feeling, and just stay there until it's night and and all the way till the day. And I would lose track of I was looking track of days. And as soon as I found out we were doing the Zoom show, it gave me a reason to get up in the morning and to do something. That was probably the biggest takeaway I can t- I can I can take from its personality. It's like I will be eternally grateful for that because I don't know what I would be if all of you, not me, I didn't come up with the idea. If all of you didn't come up with the idea of actually doing a Zoom show, I was. It's like it was like a saving grace for me, and I can only speak for myself. And I'm sure it's happened to all the other performers, but that's how it was, and it actually was a little easy to write it because I had so much on my mind, and I had to put something on paper and use my time constructive. It it, it was really hard, Sam. It was really hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could hear it in the piece, you know. You hit so many different levels, and I think there's so much people relate to. I'm sure people listening who just listened to your piece are going, uh-huh, oh, yeah, oh, yep, mm-hmm. he hit the nail on the head. I mean, you nailed it. The thing is about that is that I actually had some of my old college friends actually watch the show for the first time. And I've always told, like, I've told them about the first time I performed. And they couldn't make it because they're all the way at the Inland Empire and they're all the way here. So it would be a, kind of a hassle for them to come down. But they actually watched the Zoom show and they actually hit me up right after the show. And they're like, I actually had the same feelings you did for some of the other performers too. And I was like, really? It's like, yeah, because I was just kind of feeling the same feelings you were. So it actually felt good to know that was valid. Yeah, yeah. It was so uh, cathartic to know that I wasn't the only one. Yeah, that's... I'm glad that you had that catharsis because you communicating that through your story, I think, allowed others to have catharsis as well. So, theater, baby. It's good. As artists, we always grow and we always... We always look forward to the next best thing to, you know, to show our skills off. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I have kind of a funny question for you, and I think I know the answer because I'm looking at you, but others aren't looking at you. I'm so tickled by the way you open your piece. <laughs> You're touching your beard, and you just make these very funny comments <laughs> about your beard, and I, I want to know, like, have you since? Have you trimmed it up? How are we looking right now? How's the beard? Well, what's funny is that after, like, because like I was saying, I was like feeling really low. I was probably just, I was just kind of in a dark place. And so I just kind of let it grow. I didn't care. I was like, I'm in, I'm in here. I'm, I'm staying in like I'm supposed to. I'm wearing my mask like I'm supposed to. I'm like, I'm trying to do my part. And I just kind of let myself go. And what happened was after that piece, I ended up getting like a sort of interview a little bit for, for a job. So I had to actually get rid of it. And then I started doing my acting class around the end of June, and I pretty much got rid of all of it. So pretty much since June, this is what it looks like. So I've actually tried to keep it trim, keep it kind of neat, but I am planning on getting rid of the beard and everything for the new year. So that's like I can say, screw you, 2020. I was going to say another word, but I don't know who's going to be listening to it. (laughs) You you know exactly what I'm talking about. I oh the second you use the fist to indicate this New Jersey girl, I know what you're trying to say. Don't you worry. <laughs> I miss my old barber back home. She is she actually was in a military base and a barber shop, and I went to her every every year, and I miss her, and it's still closed. So it's like I can't get my my original haircut that I used to have. <sighs> is that why we are in the Santa hat today, sir? You didn't want to show me your long, luscious locks? I cannot confirm or deny. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you heard this. He cannot confirm nor deny. It just happened to fall under the holiday season. You know, that's just a pure coincidence. 
appeared in coincidence. I like that. I like that. Um, one of my favorite quotes in your piece, you say, and I think it's because I'm also a Marvel fan. So this jumped out at me is when you said, wishing I went for the head which I want you to explain kind of for those who aren't Marvel fans, that moment in the cinematic universe. And then two, it's a two-parter. So just quickly give us the background on Thor in that moment. And then what does that mean to you? Okay, so for the first part, this is an alert. If you have not seen both Avengers films, Infinity War or Endgame, I'm sorry for spoiling it for you. You should have seen it already. You should have seen it already since you were staying home and it's on... Disney Plus right now. Uh, Disney Plus, I'm sorry if I'm advertising, you know. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, so basically in the film, Thor is down on his, uh, like he wants to kill Thanos, the bad guy. And he makes this axe and he actually just grazes him on his chest when Thanos is like, you should have gone for the head because then you would have killed it. You would have uh, finished it off. You would have won. He didn't go for the head. So... I put that in my piece, seeing it like all the things that I was always saying I was going to do. I, I thought that like, you know, I might not be able to ever do it. I might ever get that chance again, because we always have that thing where it's like, it, we'll, we can do it tomorrow. We'll do it next year. We'll save up. We'll save. We'll save. We'll get to do those things we always wanted to do. And then we always know that never comes unless you were feeling bold enough where it's like, you know what? I'm going to call out for my boss. I'm going to Hawaii tomorrow. I'm going to New York tomorrow or something like that. Uh, but I saw it as regret, a regret of things that I didn't do, didn't say, didn't express, like just a lot of regret. So when I said I should have gone for the head, then it's like, maybe I would have been in a better position than I was before COVID. Maybe, maybe this, maybe that. And then that's kind of how it spiraled. And knowing that we don't know when this will end, we don't know when we're going to go back to work, when we're going to go back to, you know, performing. That's the hard part. That was, it was really hard to wrap my mind around and I was talking to my brother a lot about it. And I guess that's how I saw it. And um, I was hoping a lot of people would see that. And I was hoping that people have seen the movie. So they actually got the reference too. So, but. <laughs> well, I got it. I was with you. Thank you. I loved all, I loved all the references. <laughs> I'm like a reference junkie. So like when you're naming all this stuff, like from the start, from the beard, I'm like, I could picture Chris Hemsworth like in his whole sad sore gig like <laughs> i was like one of those fools i'm pretty sure i finally watched uh end game gosh like in march like i feel like i watched it in quarantine because i was like okay like time to watch like the fun stuff that you put you put aside but that's really that's a really um amazing understanding i think that you did about the wishing i went for the head because yeah if you've seen the movie we wouldn't have Endgame. Right. And the whole movie. <laughs> you saw what happens to him after when he made the regret that he didn't do what he needed to do. And we saw what happens. I mean, he becomes really cool. He's like the dude, the big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has, a, he has a good upswing. Yes. But he's like stuck in his living room. He's down in his dumps. And I, I'll say this. For a long time, I've always been, uh, my weight has always been a thing that I've always tried to fix and change. Um, my eating habits, that's a little harder. But the reason why I bring that up is because since beginning, like mid-2018, I was beginning to go to the gym. I was actually going five times a week. And I was the peak fitness I was. And I was so happy. I was so confident in myself. I felt so good. And it's a dramatic difference. And I was actually watching more what I was eating because it's like, I'm here. I don't want to lose that. Then COVID hit. Everything shut down. And then it's like, I need comfort food because... Because. <laughs> so yeah, you don't have to explain yourself. 
yeah, as soon as I saw Endgame, I, I was like, yep, yeah, that's 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 me. And then now it's like I don't know what to do next. <laughs> oh, gosh, I mean, listen, when when it was March, much like you said in your piece, like none of us, none of us had any idea. We're like, ah, oh, it'll be two weeks. We'll be open in May. Mm. Now in May, we were doing a virtual show, so go figure. Now uh, we're gonna do a, a bit of a deep dive. Appreciate all the vulnerability so far. Uh, I really, I always love that about you. You're not afraid to go there. For sure. The feelings that you talk about in your piece, uh, you mentioned some by name, such as grief fear, resentment. We talked a little bit about, we talked a little bit about how people relate to that. What made you want to talk about this type of deep stuff in our first virtual show? The theme is survival. Oh, that's a good question. I think it's because, because that was, that was May and man, so much has changed since May. Probably the best way I can, I can probably answer that is that I was going through family issues like right at the start of COVID. And let's just say I'm still, it's still a work in progress with my family. And a lot of feelings I was repressing kind of came to the surface because of COVID. And then because, you know, there was only so much movies I can watch and there's only so much, you know, books I can read. Uh, you know, you go on social media to waste, you know, a little bit of time because you're, you're, there's days where you're literally, you're, you're begging life to like please just make this day go by faster because it feels like it's just at a snail's crawl it's like you could have sworn it was like like 5 p.m earlier but it's still 1 p.m in the day and i was like no <laughs> but there were things on social media and i'll admit to it where it's like i was feeling things you know I've, i kind of ashamed of feeling where it's it, it seemed like some people had it easier than i did it seemed like people were having it like they like a little better, but then I was seeing people were having it worse than me. So I almost wanted to put the feelings I was feeling and then some of the feelings I saw on social media from other people and kind of put it into a ball. And I kind of wanted to like what they were feeling, good or bad, I wanted to put that out there with me because I was feeling the exact same thing. And it's gotten easier. If I had to go back and probably, you know, if I had to write that piece as I am now, it'd probably be a little bit different. It's interesting. I've seen a bunch of your pieces, and this is the first one that I I know of seeing you do where you get going. Like, you get really, uh, you really lend yourself to your feelings, which I really appreciate. Like, you get mad at one point there. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, if you were just acting, you fooled your girl. You know, I felt you through even a screen. I felt what you were communicating. And I do find, I found it very interesting. What you were just mentioning is looking at other people's stories. It's, you know, that, that social dilemma thing where, you know, everybody's got this perfect life and I'm like in my bed watching my ninth episode of Great British Bake Off today. Like, (laughs) I love that show. Am I wrong? Like, am I the problem? You know, and I think people are often ashamed to admit they're feeling that way. Like you just said, and I like how you turned that on its head and you're like, And now I'm going to do a piece about it. That's a really nice, like, Phoenix from the Ashes vibe. (laughs) It was kind of iffy about talking about it, too, because then it's like, I don't know if anyone who's listening to this is going to take the wrong idea and thing. And it's like, oh, my God, he's he's speaking to me. Oh, my God, I'm seen. And I'm going to say what I need to say. And whether or not people take it the wrong way or take it the right way, you know, I can't control what they think. All I can do is just put out there what I'm feeling and just hope for the best. At least that's how I feel with every other piece and every piece that I perform with the other performers or I listen to with the podcast and I'm thinking, you know what, it's like they're putting their heart and soul and everything of them in there. And there's no way that someone can tell you it's like that's the wrong thing for say or then I was like, no, 
this is the real thing that people are going through. I mean, if you don't want to listen to that, then it's, that's your prerogative. But it's like, if any of our stories can help even one person to feel like they're not alone, kudos, bravo, then I'm all for it. I love that. I love that so much. And it kind of lends me to my next question. I loved how you ended this piece. It felt like you came full circle. And I literally wrote down in quotes, I've always mattered in this world. And I wanted to know, what's your hammer? Like what what keeps me grounded or? No, like, you know, in your story, you mentioned like while Thor was holding out his hand, hoping the hammer came to him. Spoiler alert again. It does. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to know, like when you're having these down moments, when you hold out your hand, what do you hope lands in it? Hope, courage, confidence that things will get back to the way it was and uh, the people that I know. Because during that, there was a lot of it where it's like I wasn't sure if I would see anybody again or talk to anybody again or anything would be the same. And, you know, let's face it, most likely there's going to be a new normal after all this when this is all said and done. And if, you know, if we're listening to this podcast, like, let's say five years from now, we're like, oh, man, we're going through this and all that. It's like, it's still hard. I mean, it, we've kind of gotten a little bit better grasp of what's going on, but things are still going the way they are. And it's still kind of scary, too. I like to think that all of us are going to come out of it stronger. I like to think that we're all going to get smarter about just our lives, what matters, what doesn't matter, and to not take things for granted for, you know, like we maybe used to, like like I said earlier, it's like, you know, we always say, oh, it's going to be tomorrow, or I want to say this to this person tomorrow and all that. It's like, no, if you feel a, something that you need to do, then do it when you can. If you need to tell somebody how much you mean to them, do it. You don't know if they're going to be there tomorrow. If you want to take that trip, you know, to London uh, or or Japan or wherever you want to go, then you go do that. If it's going to fulfill your life, because you never know if you're getting another chance again. It's like, we don't know if we're going to get another chance to be able to go overseas. But I like to think, just like at the end, and I'm always mentioning Avengers, but I, at the very end, when you see everyone's coming back, you know, from the portals, I told my brothers, like, I think that's going to be right white when it's all clear. Like when we actually have the vaccine, everything, it's like, we're done. Everything's just going to appear. And we're like, Oh my god, I missed you so much. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, a handshake, a hug. Oh my god. It's like, what is this thing that's like I just wrap my my arms around you. It's like, what is this warmth I'm feeling? It's like that's the love, Andy. I was like, oh my god. Uh it's 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 gonna get easier. I I know it will. And at least that's how I feel about it. I mean you sent you sure sent that love out at the very end because not only did you say you've always mattered, but probably the most poignant moment is when you looked square into the camera and you let everybody else know that they matter too. That, that, that I, did, I didn't write that originally. That was off the cuff. Get out. It really just ended like right when it says, you know, like, oh, I forgot the, it's, it's, it's the last line where it's like, he's worthy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the last word. And then after that, that was off the cuff. That was because... <laughs> Because I knew I, I knew we were gonna do a second show for that. I knew, but it's like I wasn't sure if the second one time was gonna be better than the first. So it's like, and I I was feeling pretty good about the first show. I was like, you know what? Let me let me try it this one. You took off the head. You went for the head. I went. I would just went for it. Most. <laughs> I love it. I I just I just went for it and all that. But what what happened was is that I ended up getting a little side message from my brother. 
you know, during it, and I kind of saw the corner of my eye, and I read it a little bit, and it says, you did good. So then I was like, okay, I got to say something. I got to say, and he was literally in the next room. <laughs> he was literally in the next room. He was like, I'm sure you can hear it, but I, I appreciated that message. So I was like, you know, I got to say something. Because then it's like, if he's watching it, and I know a lot of people are watching it, and it's like, it, it feels good to know, to not be alone. To, to It feels good to know that you're not the only one. We're in the boat together. And I think it would be a lot harder for a lot of people if you're on your own, trying to just wade through this cascade of negativity. Mm. But knowing that you're with people, it helps so much. Oof, what a nice sentiment to to wrap things up on. <laughs> uh, it really was such a a relatable and, and real piece. Dare I say, it was personal. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Whoop, there okay. it is. I see, I, okay, I see what, let's frame that joke on the wall. It, it needs to, no, it, it, on the wall and also on the fridge, like, you know, where you put the A-plus papers and stuff <laughs> like that so everyone can see it. You hear that, Riley and Liz, our artistic directors, on the fridge. <laughs> make it um, happen. <laughs> make it happen. Um, I have, I do have one last question. It has nothing to do with your piece. Uh, this is just for me, essentially. Uh, I wanted to know. Sure. Uh, you talk all about Thor in this one. Uh, who is your favorite Marvel character? Oh, uh, easy. Hulk. Interesting. Give us like a quick reason why I got to know. Oh, because he's, he's trying to keep, man, I don't want to sound like I'm like conceited and stuff, but it's like Bruce Banner is smart, but he, he rather, he would rather talk it out than fight. He would rather, he'd rather try and go for the peaceful route than fight. And if he has to fight, then it's like, oh boy, you don't want to be around. <laughs> and I, I, I always felt like that, you know, going back to what I'm going through with my, my family, it's that I always, I was always like kind of the quiet one. I didn't really say what I needed to say to my family, but I felt like when I need to, I feel like there's just something um, that's going to bubble up to the surface and just kind of explode. And uh, I, I can relate to him not wanting to hurt people, but wanting to save people and wanting to actually be there for people. And Mark Ruffalo, you're killing it. Not, <laughs> friend, <laughs> friend of the pod, Mark Ruffalo. Uh, if you're listening with Anna Kendrick, and we know you are. There you go. I love that. I love that. I think that's such a nice and um, honest reason to love bruce banner am i like that did i mix up his name with someone else i mean on the tv show they call him david bruce banner but like the old 70s tv show and all that but it's like oh, no yeah. it's bruce banner okay but yeah, it's like keep it, uh, yeah. <laughs> keep it simple we don't need a middle name all you three named people out there good for you but for the marvel universe we gotta keep it to two we gotta keep it to two <laughs> there's too many people too. remember that's why you got like loki just one name perfect thank you thanos one beautiful like share share yes <laughs> like share just one name do you know your audience uh i <laughs> uh thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for coming on to the pod today and for being so you and so 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 damn vulnerable we appreciate you absolutely i love this yeah i love this you you did you you knocked it out of the park i uh i appreciate you and uh thank you for having me on oh anytime i mean we're gonna probably see you again very soon i don't doubt it for a second <laughs> Thank you, Sam. All right, Andy, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. You can find tickets to future shows in the 2021 season at itspersonalonstage.com or in the link in our Instagram bio at itspersonalonstage. While you're on our website, take a second to catch up with our blog, 
sign up for a class or two, invest in a membership, and explore our store for the coolest merch in town. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.